So we're back. We changed the levels. We had that weird moment. You and I both acknowledged people can hear me breathe. It's kind of creepy. We don't. We're finally starting to have success with a Facebook page. So let's not ruin it by them going, God, I hear one of them breathe. So that's why your waveform is different. Just calm down. It's going to be okay. I'm okay with different. It's just running at warp speed. Once you get enough information on there, it will thin itself out. Just calm down. He's telling me, he he, he has to tell me this, guys, uh, girls, guys, everybody. Folks. Whatever. (laughs) He he has to tell me this stuff because I I literally do not look him in the face. I I watch the, the, the little thing slide by. You should see his eyes. And I actually know the the program and everything. It's just, once it catches my attention, it catches my attention. My favorite is the anxiety that shows in your eyes. (laughs) Because you're looking, and it's just sure as anything, deer in the headlights going, that's way too fast, it's way too fast, it's way too fast. (laughs) It's like I was fixing the cut cut up. That was the stutter, so we're back. (laughs) Anyway, he's Josh, I'm Kenny. Oh, that's Kenny, I'm Josh. No, I said that wrong. He's Josh, I'm Kenny. I'm Kenny, you're Josh. I do this just to mess to, with him. No, you're not. No, don't lie to them. You did that wrong on purpose. You yeah. did not flub. You didn't do that intentionally. I know what your intentional flub looks like, and it was not that. Okay. But this whatever. is random ramblings. One of us is Josh. The other is Kenny. I'll leave it to you guys to decide we'll which one is which. Figure that out later. Yeah. We sound different. We, we look different too. Just in case you're looking. You got a haircut. Yeah, I did. You didn't. No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I have not. My barber's been busy. You're your barber. <laughs> so? Yeah, okay. So you've Doesn't been mean I've been busy. Okay. Fine. We, well, idle hands. We have a semi-sick infant this week. Semi-sick. So, okay. We think it's cold. Could be the beginnings of allergies. We're not quite one yet, so we know there's still some development there. So we pre-treat before it gets bad. Pre-treat. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, if I have a day where I feel a little funky, we pre-treating. Oh, man, that looks like it could be painful. Bloop. <laughs> Let's go. I, oh, wow. I don't Pre-gaming with the Tylenol. Hey, okay. Proactive <laughs> versus reactive most of the time can mitigate most of your problems. Okay. If I, more I, of the world, I will remember that. If uh, more of the world was proactive so versus reactive, pre-treating just isn't, we would be in a better position overall. So pre-treating just isn't something you do when you drop spaghetti on your white shirt. I keep a shout pin. No, I don't. I, crap. I don't <laughs> you, buy that. You have a bib? No. Yeah, like a lobster bib or whatever. <laughs> crab. We have a bunch of extras, and the evolution of the bib, now that I have a child and we are in the parent group, I see photos because my parents are down Nostalgia Road showing photos and this and that and the other. And when I was a kid, basic bib, small bib. The lobster bibs, they're comical, they're funny. I'm down for it. We have the super bib. Now, we have some of the normal ones, and more often than not, I regret using them. But my parents have one for daycare. We have one. We will invest in more. It's not a bib. It's a smock. It's a smock. <laughs> it's, a sm- it's got sleeves. It's got a pocket. I wish I used a bib for the catch bin, because I am inevitably going to drop something, and I got a, tr- I got a tub to catch it. I am missing out on opportunities here. Because let's be honest, let's look at crumbly foods, and we're not going to focus on foods. Cornbread, brownies, cookies. Yes, we will. Okay. We're not (laughs) going to intentionally do it. Cornbread, brownies, and cookies. 
Yes. Most of which uh-huh. crumble a lot. Right. Well, there's nothing worse than a cookie crumble with a chip in it that you're going to lose. It pisses me off. Because well, now it's on the floor. Now dogs can't have chocolate. Well, this which is just not good. And I can't have it. Now I'm upset. With I, If I had this catch basin food feedback, for lack of a better term, I would never give up on anything I didn't want. This is, this is why I, I usually always have a, a napkin or something in my hand when I'm eating. First of all, it, just going to go ahead and put this out here for people who don't realize this. When you eat tacos, eat, eat a taco over a uh, soft taco shell, uh, the tortilla wrap. Uh, that way you make another taco. Because inevitably, Ooh. as you bite the taco, the stuff's going to fall out Life the other hack. side. So you, if, you, if you have that in your plate, it's falling into another tortilla shell, and you can you can just roll it up and have yet another taco. It's like the remainder in division that they always told us yes, about. Yes, you carry that over. This, <laughs> see, if they had told us then, this was the practical applicate. Now, now teachers, it, now this is your way of going, you know you say you'll never need this again? Here, let me show you. And then you have a taco day. Right. Now, here, you want another oh, one? Oh, we have you just revolution. We have you, revolutionized education. You want another one? You know those little plastic things that you put paper plates in? The, the little plastic holders that you use to make the paper plate stronger than what it is? I hear you fancy. Okay. All right. Yeah, I am. <laughs> because God, no wonder you want Reba to yes. date you. So what you do is when you have <laughs> cookies or, or chips or something like that, you put a paper towel in that plastic tray. Hold that, eat your cookie, your potato chips, whatever, over that. And then all that crumble that didn't fall in your lap or fall on the phone, you fold that paper towel up and you funnel it into your mouth like you do the the bottom end of the bag of your Doritos. Or a BC powder. Right. So... I don't. I don't play when it comes to food. I'm not obviously. gonna lie to you. <laughs> I feel like I need my fat card revoked because these are things I would have never considered. Yeah, my when when my wife and I first got married, uh, she got tickled because I'd go get one of these things, and back then they they we had the wicker ones, not the plastic ones. Correct. Uh, I would go get one of these, and I'd put a paper towel in it, and I would make a sandwich, put the sandwich on the paper towel, put a few chips on there with it, and she's like, "Why not get the paper plate?" And I'm like, well, one, I don't want to waste the paper plate because it's not really going to get dirty. Right. It's just going to have some crumbs in it. Well, when I'm done and you get this few little potato chip crumbs that are left over, and I, I did that, and she just looked at me and she's like, did not waste a single bite, did you? No, I did not. And uh, and a no, lot of times. No third I, world guilt trip for you. And, and it's <laughs> yeah, No kidding. And, and it, it, it has developed. Like Now it's like I'll put a paper plate in there. And I'll make a sandwich. And then I set the paper plate next to the knife that I left on the counter just in case I want another sandwich. I'll set the paper plate on the counter, and it's hilarious because it'll sit there for a day or two. I might have another sandwich. Come to find out, my wife's been using it for her lunch sandwich because she's working from home right now. And right. it's like, and we, it, it's, it's, it looks like we're just being tightwads. But what it is is if I you can you for clean if eating? you can shake the crumbs out of it over the trash can and reuse it, why not reuse it? So that is something that I am I am thoroughly beginning to enjoy. And and we will get back to my sick child, I promise. But the the waste of things. There are moments where we don't it's inevitable. It's inevitable every single time you go to the grocery store, there is a chance there will be some form of produce left that is trying to replicate in an unpleasant fashion. Yes. <laughs> And it never really gets to the full process stage. So it's got to go. Well, it's not particularly, it's not a pleasant smell when you open it. 
But if you take it out of the fridge and let it blossom, we know it's going to be a bad day. Right. I am fortunate enough to live on just over an acre of land. And we have woods behind us, which means we have wildlife. I will be damned anymore if it goes in a trash can. Now, we are not composters. We are not hippies. Kudos to those that have the time, presence, and willpower to deal with the stink of decomposition in a box. That ain't me. But But, but in the woods and behind your house is is every critter that's needed to finish your produce. Correct. So if we have, say, leftover green beans, fruit is a big one for us because the baby eats fruit, my wife eats fruit. There's always a plethora. So we go out and... Sure as anything, you get to the end of the blueberry container and, oh, they didn't make it. So you walk out and she goes to reach for the trash can. I'm like, what are you doing? Give me those. She goes, what do you want? And it's it's transition. She's working on it. It's a process. But now it's, we all know my arm strength is better than hers. Well, we don't really want them like up on the deck. No. And <laughs> I got something to go with that too. So out onto the deck I go with the less than pleasant fruit and heave ho! Have at it, Mother Nature. I don't care if it decomposes normally. I chucked a full sweet potato out in the yard the other day. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, we do it. We, which we we actually walk to the woods to keep the critters no. from being too. Well, my woods are a little further away than yours. But really, uh, not really. From, but from, I'm just trying from, to. I mean, you've do been effect. I don't stand on my deck and toss stuff. My deck's on the side of the house. If I miss, I'm going to hit the side of my camper. Okay. Why would I want to egg my own camper? I can't argue with that. No, you can't. But situationally, it works for me. Okay. Also, well, we, just, we are our, we, our yard we go slants out with this away. Big bowl of crud like that when we walk the dog and just dump it, and then we have to hold the dog back. Right. <clears throat> that's that's a thing. But yeah, Mother Nature will take care of that stuff for you. And somewhere there's an ant colony in your yard going all hell to Josh. Right. I would like to hope <laughs> either the rabbits or or the deer or something. Either way, but. <laughs> But I've also reached the point where my wife likes fresh flowers. So occasionally when I'm just feeling like being a good husband or I need to apologize, there's fresh flowers in the house. When those are bad, decomposition is still a thing. Yeah. Out they go. Toss it. Eventually we're going to have a beautiful wildflower garden just underneath our deck. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, you're not, you're, you don't even think you're lying about no, that. No, yes. it's... It but happens. It it's it's a process for us too in terms of you know just trying to clean up and I'm also the one that takes the trash so no thank you. Yeah, I I use I we use our woods for a lot of stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you know when you trim bushes and stuff, a lot of people like tie that up neatly, whatever, put it and take it somewhere to to dump it. Not but I have woods, so I just yeah. drag it all to there and let Mother Nature take over. Absolutely, it, it goes 100%. back at compost. There's. There's some topsoil. There's some fertilization going yes. on. There's there's some critter that lives in it for a little while. I don't know, but you know, it, there's there's care. a circle of life, and it works fine at my house. It would have died somewhere. It would have died where it's set now, and the exact same process would have happened. Now you can compete for home and yep. gardens title exactly. and take and care of mother. And nature. I don't have to worry about whether or not I can sell the penicillin that's growing in my refrigerator, the unprocessed penicillin that's growing in my refrigerator. Our bad one is milk. Oh, don't just don't just grab the milk out of my refrigerator and, and pour a glass. Look at the date. I mean, Please you could if you want cottage cheese. Just look at the date, uh, and it it gets hilarious. Uh, this was one. I, my wife does the grocery shopping because I get cart rage, 
Anyway, <laughs> oh, I almost got spit. No, no, no. <laughs> but anyway, so she'll come home with with milk like two days before the other milk goes out, but she'll open the new milk. And I, I looked at her one time, and I'm like, "Why did you open new new milk?" She goes, "Because it's the new milk." And I'm like, "But the old milk's not out of date yet." And she just looks at me like I've said something completely wrong. And I'm like, "Okay, whatever you want to do." So my two wife- days later, I'm pouring the old milk out, and she looked at me. And she goes. That didn't smell bad. You could have still. I'm like, all right. You've already started on the oh, new milk. No, you don't get to throw this. Shade this at milk me. was dead yesterday, no. and it's going out now right. because that date is law. And she's like, no, it, it could go bad before then. It could go bad after then. I'm like, no, 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 no. The day if it says the 24th, I'm pouring it out on the 24th. I'm not going to drink it on the 24th. I'm not going to put it on my cereal on the 24th. Pouring it out on the 24th because the date said the 24th. So I we are the exact same way. Yeah. You and I are the exact same way. I, the irony of your wife throwing shade at you when you do it, even though she just had the new milk, uh, not cool, by the way. And I know she listens. That's not cool. You you need to check that attitude at the door. However, my wife is much like the latter part of your wife's discussion on this. I am also a firm believer in date be law. You know, yes. you take the time and effort to stamp when I should no longer drink it. I will I yes. will stand by that because I, it doesn't take but one glass of sour milk before you go. <laughs> we, and we, it's done. We keep a small thing like brown mustard in the house because uh, we only use it on occasion. Mm-hmm. I like it, but I don't want it on every sandwich. Of course. Uh, and I pulled it out the other day. I was going to have a snack, and it was one of those little summer sausages I was going to cut up and make me. I, I reckon it's a, a charcuterie tray or whatever you call it. I can't pronounce Kudos the word. Don't to you care. for getting close. But uh, anyway, I, so I'm cutting this up, cutting some cheese to go with it. Got the brown mustard out, and I looked at the date. And my wife's like, what are you doing? Reading the date on the bottle. She goes, it's mustard. I'm like, but there's a date on the bottle. So <laughs> she just looked at me. She goes, so you'll say, yes, I will seriously throw this out because the the date on the bottle. I, I don't care. Y'all can call me, email me, whatever, and tell me something never goes bad. I, I if it's a date on there, then according to me, it goes bad and it's hitting the garbage. And I, I I am big on that. Sorry, don't because I I don't like throwing up, so I don't want right. to purposely eat something that's bad. <laughs> so. I, I'm I'm there are certain things that go bad. Mustard to me is already bad. So like mu- you shouldn't even have to produce mustard. It should just immediately go in the trash. <laughs> by taste and by smell, mustard is perpetually bad. But that's neither here nor there. I milk is where I'm a stickler. My wife is on the other end of this going you're right. And and I don't even set I don't know when that container of milk was made. My guess is it wasn't finished at midnight to start the clock. No. <laughs> but sure as anything, if it's 1130, I'm like, this goes bad well, tomorrow. I'm not going to be up by the time it's gone bad. And she will just absolutely chastise me. And I said, when was the last time you had a first sip full of sour milk? And she goes, well, no. And she always wastes. I've, I've found this to be true, so I will give credit where credit is due. I would open it and smell it. You can tell. Close it, put it back. She corrected me because once you've poured a little, you get a little bit on yes. the rim, on the cap. And so the sour that's on the cap is because it's been exposed. It yes. has nothing to do with what the rest of it can be perfectly fine. And I said, well, first off, gross because you're pouring over it every time. Secondly, I didn't know that. So I'm giving I'm like, why the hell are you pouring a glass just to see if it's good? And she goes, you, I said, you could just smell it. I was educated, poured it in, give it a smell. I still can't tell. Well, Down see, it I, goes. 
I have allergies, so there's a lot of times where it's like I open the lid and I will actually take a wet paper towel, not the dishcloth, by the way. I'll take a wet paper towel, wipe the, and I'll smell it and it'll be like, okay, I don't smell anything. So I'll take it to my wife, just shove it underneath her nose. Is this good? <laughs> if it's the response that I'm after. I mean, if she right. winces and, and she, you know, kind of when? throws her tongue out, it's like, okay, pour it out. But I, if it, not, but I'm going to look at the go date. Cereal. I am going to look at the date. If today is the 23rd and it goes bad on the 24th, Tomorrow morning, I am going to... He looked at his watch to check to see what today's date was, by the way, folks. I was going to correct, but then me giving you the date for today won't matter because this will come out on a Wednesday and it just... Never really, see, I shouldn't have to say, for example. But anyway, for example. <sighs> but I, I'm going to do that, especially with the milk. And, sure. But see, when it gets close, on the 23rd, I'm going to do that sniff test. Just oh. in case. Yep. And see, I'm like, it doesn't matter. I'm like that with everything. Everything but cheese. Uh, cheese is nothing but mold to begin with. So if a little mold grows on it, you cut that off and you keep slicing the cheese. Ooh, what if it's already a slice? What if it's molded on a slice? I will, I will just, just take the piece? Take that piece and I'll just take that piece of mold off and go on about life. Really? You know, well, cheese is old milk, basically. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a loaf of bad milk. Uh, because think about the, the process of making cheese. And what cheese really is. I've made cheese, though. Yeah. And what you want, especially with cheddar, is you want mold to grow on it. That's what makes it between mild, medium, and sharp. I haven't made cheddar. So I, I've my wife got me one of those make-at-home mozzarella kits. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. It's a lot of fun. It And it does. I know. I know. Oh, it doesn't taste it. It tastes different. It, it tastes does. different it when does. you do it yourself. Homemade ricotta cheese. Oh, my God. God. See, I'm I'm also that person that you will pull the bread out and inspect it, and if there's a little bit of mold on, on a piece of the crust, I'll just pinch that off and go on about life. I, I'm a little more forgiving with bread. I, I will change the container, more than likely, because if the container is unforgiving, if, if there's already mold airing in the container, taking the one piece out is not going to save it, so I may no. move it to a different bag and then... I keep going. I have another hack for that. Um, I will go ahead and pull all of the bread out because usually by the time I find a slice with mold, there's only a few slices left sure. anyway. But I will pull the rest of it out and just let it sit out on the counter. And then the next day, I will make French toast because you get better French toast if you have stale bread. Really? Yes. Huh. I didn't know that. It absorbs the. Yeah, it, it takes the, to the moisture wash. a lot better. Yeah, so, sure, I can see that. Uh, you, now that you say that, it makes sense. Yeah. Another way you can get good French toast is, and here we are talking about food, but Damn the other it. way you can get French good French toast is if you get Texas toast, the big, big oh, slice yeah. of soup. Oh, yeah. That's the only way you, you can really get French it. Toast. You can really get it swimming in the egg wash, and here we go. No, so, it's fine. Yeah, it happened. It, it circled right straight to food. Your wife even told us today, there's one thing we you and I have in common, it's food. Yeah. But, you know, and you wanted to circle back. I did. Uh, we were talking so about pre-treatment. about the pre-treatment. And, 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 and actually... Um, you talking about your... He's pre-treating his child, so he's putting a little soap on a spot. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. All right, it's fine. <laughs> Let it sit overnight. <laughs> no, but it, it will also tie into your lack of appreciation for uh, that one bodily function. So, we've been... We had a night where congestion is a thing. Yes. We think it's a cold. Could be allergies, as I said. This is not something I ever thought I would have to deal with as a parent, and it wasn't that I what it wasn't that I went. I'm not doing that. It wasn't that. It was things you don't plan for. 
snotty noses are not things that you plan for. It just runs, it runs, it runs, it runs, no problem, and it's done. It doesn't work that way with the little one because the little one hasn't grasped the concept of blowing her nose yet. No. So you hold the cloth up, and she's like, oh, my God, it's got chloroform on it. It No, it, just blow your it's nose. A, it's a fight. Right. Well, and nothing moves faster than an infant. Correct. Now, especially now that we're walking, yes. that adds. But we have this thing, and it, it, I don't know if you're familiar, called the Nose Frida. Now, growing up, you, me, when we were little, your parents used the little bulb, right? Yes. Suction bulb. Uh-huh. Well, That's what we used. Studies have come out that that thing never gets fully clean. No. Makes good sense. It doesn't get fully it clean. If you do the math, it does not ever get fully clean. That's not. So someone invented a way to use the bulb or the concept of the suction of the bulb, but allow you to break it apart, clean it, and so on and so forth. This thing is a, it, it's a glorified oversized syringe. Think comic pencil. Like the big, stupid, fat, oversized pencils that nobody would ever really use. Really trying not to think about this at all because I'm going to start even here. That's fine. That's, <laughs> I've, I've nothing set, worse than somebody else's snot. Challenge accepted, then. This is going to be good. Here, I'm going to give you this trash can that's sitting right here next to me because you might need it. We'll, we'll use that as a prop. You guys can't see it, but it's there. Um, it's, it's a cylindrical tube that comes to a point, and obviously the pointy end goes right up the cavity, right? It doesn't go far. It's just like you stick your... You go less far, less distance than your finger goes in your nose. The other end of this has a cap with a sponge. And on the outside of that, yeah, boy, grossed me out too. Still does. There's still a 1% doubt here, and I'll tell you why. There is a tube that goes to a mouthpiece. Ugh. So... Mouthpiece in receptacle inserted into child's nose and go for the milkshake. And that now there are measures in place to prevent this from the un the one percent of me is going, This is eventually gonna happen, it's gonna be me, it's gonna be me. That something gets past the sponge. It has yet to happen, but let me tell you, we did that. We had success. We we hit no, we hit gold, baby. <laughs> we struck gold, and but to go along with that, we got that part done. She is losing her mind. She was already upset, so we just went ahead and went for broke anyway, so we could get her calm back down sooner. We got her. We got it. The blockage removed, or at least jarred loose enough. She inhales. Oh. Now, we've pulled some, not all, okay? So, anybody with allergies knows drainage is a thing. Yes. An infant is not prepared for that. No. So, she again freaks out. Absolutely not. She again freaks out. I carry her over to the chair. I'm trying to calm her down. She cannot find any sort of inner peace in this moment. It's 1030 at night. I am just, I am trying. It, it's now funny to me in the moment. 
I was very upset because I didn't want my daughter to be upset because I knew it would make for a long night for the rest of us. Yada, yada, yada. Kids living out a nightmare. Somebody's trying right. to suck her brains out through her nose. And then something hit the back of her throat when she inhaled. Right. It's, it's, so, it's so, like the nightmare. So she starts to get choked up. Part of it's because she's just bawling. I mean, we're talking crocodile Until the first tears. time she gets a soda up her nose. Right. So, I mean, we were bawling. We got tears rolling down our face. And I'm, I'm trying to wipe her face. Trying to, I'm genuinely trying to calm her down. And then she starts to cough. So I turn and I sit her on my knee because I know she's upset. She's, I mean, she's. Yeah, they hit that point. Where right. They, they just can't stop. So I'm patting her on the back just to make sure she doesn't choke. And then that was the moment where it went from, and then it started to get a little, and up it came. We've had milk spit up. We've had that. I've adapted to that. I'm used to that. This was our first full-on vomit. And it, she was sitting on my leg. We have carpet in her nursery. And whoop. I'm holding her, patting her on the back. So that means I have a hand on the front. Gross. Correct. That's all I got to say. Correct. It's gross. I, I keep turning my head. I <laughs> won't go into, I'm not going to go into the, the bits Please and pieces. Don't. For the record, <laughs> the, she's, now, bits and pieces. she's now eating solid food. So there was bits and pieces. So there's that side of it. And my wife is on the other side. Now there's no projectile. There's none of that. There's no, don't, we're not going that far. It was just more of a and done. It's sort of right flat. down in the carpet, and it was over. It's almost like you spilled a glass. Correct. Oh no, no, <laughs> no, no! It was not. It was not a spilt glass at all. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I'm not going to make a comparison because I'm not going to do you any favors here. But we get up, and I'm like, now what? And I, when I say now what, I have rested my 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 left hand is still on her chest. My right hand is still holding her. Now I'm holding her in place. I'm not smacking her anymore because I've already done this. I'm like, and my wife goes, well, I'll go ahead and get her changed and this and that and the other. And then, uh, you know, you can clean this up. And I went, <laughs> I'm going to go put her in the bath because that was the next thing. Let's put her in a hot bath. We'll get her calmed down that way and so on and so forth. And so we go, we go along the process and my wife goes, well, aren't you going to clean up the floor? I'm like, nope. Huh? And she goes, why not? And I said, I don't like it when a dog does it. I don't like it when I do it. And God forbid when you do it nope. in a different, in a completely different room, I grab your pillow, put it over my head and risk getting sick myself. So I don't have to hear it. <laughs> yes. So not only have I heard it, I have now seen it and I've felt it. <laughs> So this child is getting a bath, and I'm going to take care of that. So I get up, I crab walk away from the subject matter, and we're gone. Bath. I'd still be heaving. No, uh, I thankfully I never got to that point because I never looked down. <laughs> it's just like heights, never look down. So I'm, I get up, and I know again, I know about where. So I'm like that crab walk to make sure we're clear of the zone. We go take the bath, and I. She gets in the warm bath. She calms down. Rest of the night, perfectly peaceful. We've dealt with snotty nose, and, you know, that's been still been ongoing. But we've never had another of those moments. Thank the good Lord above. It w- I don't think it would have been as bad if she weren't already upset. I'll just wait. I, there will be more in the future. Well, there's going to be but more. But I'll tell you this. I'll change 50 diapers a day 
as opposed to have to deal with that one more time. And I will. We will, and it'll be a it will be an issue every single time. But if you were giving me the choice of cleaning up that or cleaning a dirty diaper, sign me up. Give me all the turd you got, kiddo. <laughs> a couple of our neither. Couple, well, <laughs> yes, neither would be the ideal, but that would wind up being me. <laughs> See, I I had I had it <laughs> way fine. worse. I, I still I'm gonna say I had it way worse. Uh, first of all. I hate th- I hate this entire conversation. <laughs> That's why I went but there. <laughs> I, I brought a sick child home from the doctor uh, in, in my pickup, and uh, oh, we no. get about I don't know. A mile I hope from, you got weather text. We get about a mile from <laughs> no. <laughs> we get about a mile from the house, um, and I get this, Dad. I'm going to throw up, and I like I could control it. Just turn and look at her and no, you're not. <laughs> Just, Like, like, like the dad voice of no, what's yeah. gonna work for this? So you know, you say, you, you say, no, you're not. Trying. And that truck was a stick shift, so it's like, no, you're not. You, I pulled it out of overdrive, popped the clutch, and just nailed it. It's like here we, here comes Mario Andretti. We're gonna, we're gonna make this last mile in like two seconds. I round the last curve. I am in sight of my driveway, and it happened. And it was that was when it, it was, was like to a volcano. It just she just sort of set up and vomit went everywhere in my truck. So I started heaving at that moment. <laughs> While uh, you're driving, so I'm, I'm heaving. I get in the driveway, just just park the thing. You made it. Yes, I get in the driveway, oh, just park the thing. I'm heaving the entire time, trying to get her out. I'm heaving. She's soaked. The dash is soaked. The floorboard's soaked. Everything is just covered in whatever came out of her. Right. So I literally stripped the child on the carport. Just didn't even bother going in the house with with the clothes. Just left it. That's there. a wise decision. It's like at this point, I don't care. I'll replace it. I don't. I don't. It's not throw it I'm in not, the burn barrel. I'm not picking it up. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is. Get her in. Get get the bath and everything. Make sure she's okay and go on about my life. A little while later, a couple hours maybe later, my phone rings. Uh, and yes, I'm old enough. That was the phone on the wall. So anyway, I answered the phone. It's my neighbor. And said, did, did, did you mean to leave your truck doors open? And I just very calmly go, yes. And they're like, so why? You, 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 the light's on. Your battery's going to, don't care. Don't care if the battery dies. I don't care if I have to buy a new battery. Uh, at this point in time, I'm, I'm, it's mad at myself for getting the XLT because I had all these cloth seats. Oh, I was really so it's the only time in my life that I was like, why couldn't I just got the work truck? Because I could have just taken a hose to it. Vinyl. Uh, but no, I had to. I told my neighbor, I'm like, until somebody can clean the vomit up out of my truck, the truck door's going to stay open. I am not going to let that fester in there. There you go. And, there's a long and they're like, There's a long game here. Well, don't you think? Nope. I'm not going out there to clean it up. <laughs> My wife gets home and she goes, why are the doors to your truck open like child vomited in the truck? She goes, and you didn't clean it up? No, I did not. And she's standing there holding the, 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 the now dry clothes. She's like, why are these out here just laying on the car? Because she vomited on those too. My wife's like, you could have washed all this. No, darling, you don't understand. I couldn't pick it up. I did good to get them off of her. Right. <laughs> We're lucky the child didn't get showered in my vomit. <laughs> right. Because I, I I call it social vomiting. <laughs> yes. I am a culprit. I am I am very much a victim of that in general. Anytime anyone around me is sick, I, I get I get that from my father. He has the same problem. It's just, he he has issues actually seeing blood. Now I don't have that, but like years ago, at a kid's birthday, next door neighbor. 
kid gets sick on the driveway and it's like summertime, 90 degrees. And I see her get sick and I don't have to solid flat surface. (laughs) Pressure washer. (laughs) Right. Well, didn't care at that point because I was a kid. I would have never thought of pressure washer. All I did was hear the two sounds, her and the pavement. And I, I immediately, whoom, hands over my ears. I am running full tilt back towards my house the whole time going. And I get in the house and my mom goes, what is your problem? And I, and I went, like I have chills. So to now come full circle and have my daughter deal with it, I now understand 100% why when I was throwing up sick, my father never came to see if I was okay. Yeah, <laughs> there's part of me that wanted... Dads are not built for that. There's part of me that wanted to fall We're built him. for heavy lifting. Right. There's, there's a part of me that wants to go, you jerk, you were never there for me when I'm sick. Now when I, now my daughter has been sick at, at a year old, and I go... That's that's the whole reason, right? Darling, there. you can FaceTime me after that, you're done. That is the whole reason, right there. It's like, can't do it. No, oh. I. Are there any other things like that that you have where you just you, you either the, can or can't be a part of? Vomit's the big one. Um, I I think I may have changed two or three dirty diapers. I'm not real good with poop. Um, really? Yeah. I I and and I'm the one that pulls the the, the valves on the the camper to dump all the tanks and everything. Well, but, but you've already I'm said just, that you've connected hoses. Yeah, so it's, it's, that's different. That's yeah, way different. Course. It's not like, you know, I'm, it's not like I'm pulling a diaper off and there's a, a pile right there. Um, and it's not the cute emoji kind with the eyeballs and a smile either. It's, <laughs> it's, it's something that create, Oh, God, formula can create some smells anyway. Uh, no, I, I was not very good at the vomit or the, or the poop. Um, I can handle all the, the the wet diapers on the planet. That was not a problem. But you know, when it come time for for sick, I I was okay with the snot, but I never really used the the, the snot bulb anyway. I, I didn't deal with the mucus like that. I, I'm I'm the dad that just constantly walked around wiping the nose. Well, sure. Uh, it's just like just let it run out on its own, and just because I have allergies, so I already it's right. You know, I'm no, looking no, no, at the no. kid I going. Just... You know what? I, I I feel you. Just let me just wipe that little bit right there. That I can do. And we'll go on about life, and yeah. You know, and I, I watch these these moms that are up in there, like let me just let me just clean this out real good. And it's sitting over, and I'm sitting over here going, you know, it's it, it's it's not the, the the pot that you just made beans in. You just really just wipe it, <laughs> it's, right? You know, there's no need go, there's no need in going and getting it. <laughs> It'll come out on its own, right? Well, see, and that that there are comics where you always talk about moms are are geared for that, and kudos to mo- to mothers for having that. None my, of that phases my wife whatsoever. My wife has some of that, but not all of that. Like there are moments where she's like, "Oh, this is gonna suck," and then she'll go and it'll get done. And and again, there's one comic who says mother's spit is the exact chemical composition of Formula Four Hundred Nine. Yeah, it's <laughs> it'll clean um, anything off right, of everything. Right, and I just okay. I I'm so excited that that just. I don't am never gonna get. Called I didn't for have that. a, and I don't have a problem with the blood. I I can handle the, the blood. I can handle the broken limbs. I can handle bleeding. I can I can look down in the wound to make sure there's no dirt in it. I can wash that out and go eat spaghetti. So uh, I, I mean, I, I was an EMT at one time, and I make the joke that I can scoop somebody's brains up off the pavement, go home, eat a pot, eat a bowl of spaghetti, and I have a problem with it whatsoever. Right. That for whatever reason that doesn't bother me. So I'm actually in. in 
I've been fortunate enough that I've never been in that situation where I have seen like massive blood loss or like I've never been in an emergency situation where there's a deep laceration or anything of that nature. It's but to go along with it, I'd like to think I would handle it fairly well because growing up as a kid, when you had sick days, at least when I did, I know you're older than me, so the sick day thing probably was a different transition for you. But for me, grandparents pick you up from school, you go to their house, you get a combination of the prices right, and such and such, 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 and then you have grilled cheese sandwich, no crust, blah, blah, blah. They take good care of you. And yet, on TV, once the price is right is over, my grandmother switched to soap operas. That wasn't my thing, so I went to the different room, and I was watching Rescue 911 at lunch and was completely fascinated. I watched yeah, they, ER. I watched Chicago Hope. I'm here for all I of those things. I, I'm not going to watch Dr. Pimple Popper, but I'll sit and watch oh, surgery. Pfft, sign me up. I'll sit, I'll sign sit and watch up. a surgery, but I just... I I'm intrigued by all of it. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> that's fine. I just... there Now, obviously, there are moments in all of that where you're like, nope... There are probably things that make me queasy, but at the end of the day, like, oh man, that trauma sucks. Yeah, I could probably, I don't think I'd have a problem watching like an autopsy. I would have a problem watching them empty the stomach contents. Yes. Uh, that's where I would have a problem, but yeah. as far as watching the autopsy itself, I mean, as long as I'm behind a glass or something, I mean, I don't want to be standing there with right. the doctor, but... Uh, I don't, I can watch surgeries and stuff, I There's... Just, but for some strange reason, watching these people, watching Dr. Pimple Popper do her thing... Is, it kind of grosses me out. So I, I'm intrigued by Dr. Pimple Popper. I, all of those types of things. Um, and, and obviously TikTok has become its own thing. You can look at a variety of different oh, yes. things. You and can, anything and everything you want to find. Thank for the you, most Internet, part. for having everything on the planet. Right. Uh, um, but yet I still can't figure out. Certain. I mean, I can't do a Google search for nothing. No, it's fine. It's fine. One of my most people can do Google. I can type in the same exact thing (laughs) that you type in, and somebody else is going to get the exact information that they want. And I'm still cycling through 18 ads, going, "Did I did I spell a word wrong or something?" (laughs) (laughs) So one of my new TikToks, and obviously, based on what you view over and over, they will cater the for you page to it. And I do that in quotes because there may actually be somebody who doesn't have TikTok that listens. First off, if you're lost, you we're glad you're here, but if you need to find your way out, don't use Google. <laughs> no. And secondly, if you if you don't have TikTok and you download it, go ahead and mark off about three hours of your day. Yes. Because the first time Because the first time you're on there it is so fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then the next time you're on there, it is so fascinating. And then it starts to learn. Right. And it's some combination of how many videos you watch all the way through and what content. Correct. Which, Algorithms which, to everything. You know, which content presenter or whatever they call themselves. And, you know. Sure. It, I, I want to say artist because some of it's actually, uh, there's a there's some videos out there of a couple of guys that do duets and they're side by side. They're not even, I don't even know if they're in the same state. And they're singing Celine Dion. One of them will do um, it, and the other one will time yeah. it even, and, and, and then they'll alternate releases. That is, I can watch that all day long because they're good. Right. Uh, and then the next thing you know is I end up with 75 of those the next day, and then I, I get bored with it. 
and then it takes a while for everything to cycle back through where I get different stuff. And I'm just now getting to where I like stuff on on TikTok. Oh Lord, no! So, I've, and I've, I follow hundreds. I, well, I or have more. I have followed a couple of things, and then my phone decided to nonstop let me know what was going on, so I had to cut off the notifications. Always, but I turn anyway, off notifications on everything. Um, I, I'm very fascinated with TikTok, and I, I do it in. You'll you'll know you will know when I'm on TikTok because I will send the funny stuff. Yes, and of course. I, gonna, I send you. You're going to get it for an hour because that's yep. that's all I have to do at this moment. I'm just scrolling through, um, and it's <laughs> last time I was waiting in a doctor's office. Everybody was staring at me because I'm sitting there laughing. I've got right. my, I got my my Bluetooth earbuds in, in yep. and I'm so just sitting there having a great you. time. I, I I'm pretty much I think I'm giving everybody a show every Wednesday at at, at the gym too because right. I listen to us and I get tickled uh, and I get to laughing and I I, I looked over uh, oh this past Wednesday because that one was hilarious when we did it and it was hilarious the second go around but anyway I look over and there's people staring at me and right. what, what had happened look. is I'm not just grinning I'm actually laughing out loud right. and not not really thinking about it uh, so. But congratulations, you're welcome. I mean, I told him what I was listening to. Hopefully you're listening. So next Wednesday... You can laugh together. You can, you can laugh with me. We'll just all listen at one time. Yes. Well, one of my most recent, and it did turn into a follow, because I'm here for his content. And I'm going to give his name because it, there's no slander in it, and technically he's not branded, so there shouldn't be any conflicts to go along with it. Nathan Morris Music. That is his screen name on here. Dude is a singer. He is also doing a podcast, and uh, and the podcast is called "You'll Die Trying." And he's also a funeral home director and a mortician. <laughs> so he's giving he's he's giving you a behind the scenes tour of the funeral home. Now, granted, you have not seen a body because that would be sensitive content, so on and so yeah, forth. Blah blah. But you're getting everything from funeral procession etiquette to standing inside the embalming room with a wall full of chemicals they do it by the bottle there's chemistry to this that i wasn't yes. prepared for i thought vacuum filler up you know vacuum it all out and then hook up to this 50 gallon drum to fill you back up with the preserving liquid so you're good for <laughs> experimentation later on and then you're done i was so wrong and i have learned so much information that i will never need Never. He even did one talking about um, why is it when people go into a funeral home, when they walk into any other place, they go exactly where they need to go, and there's never a question. Why, when you go into a funeral home, do you look at a door that says private, and you just have to go and open it? Of all the places to look around random rooms, why is a funeral home there? I'm convinced as now that I've watched it and kind of had time to process, we all want to see other dead people. We all just want to see other dead people. Well, that's a hard no. I, <laughs> I've never done it, I'm, but I, I understand. Maybe, like, I was going to say, maybe I'm the weirdo because if I'm in a funeral home and the door's closed, door's going to stay closed. Yeah, no. But he, uh, the only one I want to go in is the one that says bathroom, and only if I have to go to the bathroom. Right. But he just says there's it happens all. All I'm, the time. I am not a. I'm not a huge fan of the whole viewing process. I. I, I and I don't get I think me wrong. The, I think I'm, the dog and pony show is very uncomfortable. I'm okay with the dead body. I I'm, just that's the what I'm not okay with. I don't. I just. I have this thing when my, like when my dad died. I. I told my mom. I was like, I. I don't want to perch myself at the head of the casket. We talked about that and shake yeah. hands. 
I, I just don't want to do that. Uh, that's not my thing. I, my wife's family, they don't. We we receive friends at the house. At the house, absolutely. And now you know, mom was was where her mom was is at the funeral home. And if you wanted to go, if that's how you get your closure, yep, that was available. But we didn't do it there. We we receive friends at the house. And the other thing, um, and I don't know what this guy would think about this. My family's bad for continuing with the jokes and stuff. So we're having we're having some fun during all right. of this. And 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 a lot of all of us are jokesters in my family, so a lot of times we're we're telling the jokes that right. the deceased has told or we're some funny story or something. We're hugging and oh, I love you and everything, but we're just there's not a lot of tears being shed. We're actually having fun. So that we, my family is very much the same, not necessarily, it's not on purpose, but everybody processes differently for us. I know I'm this way in a lot of instances, for the most part, there are certain people that are going to tug my heartstrings just right. And I will get emotional. But for the most part, when my grandfather passed away, when my grandmother passed away, I had one good cry for each one of them. And it's not that I don't miss them. Are you kidding? I show my daughter a picture of my grandfather every single day because my wife had done a beautiful collage after he passed. She never got to meet my grandmother or she would have done one for that too. But there was a moment, and and again, there were people that I would see, and while I didn't go full-on emotional breakdown, we had a quiet moment. We talked, and it was fine. But our pastor for both of my mom's parents when they passed, remarked, and he didn't do it the first time, but the second time he made it a point to pull all of us aside when he was there. And he says, I just want you guys to understand how unique your family is. He said, because there are so many times that the family of the deceased or the departed or whatever the the proper term is, want to be coddled, want to be protected, want to be... and." And he said, and there's nothing, he said, I'm not, don't take this the wrong way. There's nothing at all in the world wrong with that. That is, everybody has a grieving process. I just, and, and I'm not criticizing those folks because everybody handles it on their own. I'm just making an observation. The way your family handles this, you all have processed the moment yourself, either by yourself or among you probably by yourself. And then once you all collaborate as a family unit, you grieve then. But after that point, people are coming to pay their respects and you are holding them while they grieve. It is uncanny to me that that's something he said, it, it's not, a, it's not bad. It's not great. It's not one thing better than the other. It's just rare that I see every member of the family do that. People walk in, how are you doing? Doing just fine. How are you? Like, it's not that we treat it like a reunion. It's just in the moment we've had our time. Now, when you we do graveside for the most part. Now, I, my wife to this point, thankfully, has not lost any relatives, so I don't know what their process is. But for us, we're a smaller family. My my dad's mother is the only member of of his immediate family left, and so my mom didn't have any siblings or anything like that, and they were all local. So that's pretty much it until you know, whenever, hopefully a long time away from now. But that was one of the things that when he remarked it, and he made the mention to us, we were kind of, my mother wasn't, I was kind of taken aback because I would have thought that 
everybody's that way because that's just the way we've always been. But I'm like, we've been dealing with this for three or four days now. By the time we're to the point of doing graveside, there's a somber moment at graveside, but that's when people who haven't stopped by the house or those that have that have been through through the long haul, we're all cutting up carrying on. Yeah. And it and it's not rude, but we've got as you said, we've got stories that are funny, fo- things that these folks may not have known about. And so when we went to um a family friend's mother's funeral, a lady who I thought a lot of and was very supportive of all the things that I did. And to her credit, I thought had zero use for me, but had would tell you in a minute, would tell you in a minute that I'm one of the best people that you're ever going to run into. I don't know where it came from. I don't know what I did, but there was something. She was smitten with me for some way, shape, or form, even though she was very quiet and kept to herself, and I thought I had done something to upset her. <laughs> Two, she was she was so supportive of everything I did, and and when we go to we go to their funeral, we go to that funeral, and we're not we're not back row folks, but we're not the ones that are going to clamor up front. You you want to have that social setting? Be my guest. We're off in the side. We're back eight or nine pews off the front, and we're just sitting amongst ourselves. The family is not in the room yet. We're just surrounded by other friends and, and cohorts and whatever. So whatever the running joke was in the car for us has now spilled over inside. And I'm sitting there, and I I appreciate the gravity of the moment. Not that my dad doesn't. It's just my dad's process. We're good. He's done. And he doesn't like the somber. So he's not cutting up to be a dick. He's cutting up because this this is really depressing. This we need to lighten this yeah, mood. And so <laughs> he never jokes about the deceased obviously because this lady was not one that you would have these grandiose long-winded jokes about. But <laughs> we're sitting there and my wife is like you need to talk to your father. And I went <laughs> and I and without thinking I go what in the world do you expect me to say to him? And he goes, he's not my daddy. <laughs> and But he says it with a grin on his face. So my wife looks at my mother. My mother is like, oh my God. You know, just, just that eye roll of, shut up. The, the, it's, the room is bigger than just you. <laughs> and he, and he was like, I know. And he goes, I know that. We haven't started yet. It would be different if it was started. And once we get started, it's all well and good. But I see people turning their heads and I'm like, I'd hate to have to hurt one of these people if they run off at the mouth. I understand they're emotional. I hate every bit of this too. But, oh, you know, there's just, I am torn because I want to laugh at him because that shit's funny. But there's also the part of me that goes, read the room. But he's retired and he's now retired and doesn't care. <laughs> and I hope there's part of me at some point that is that exact same way. Look, I have I, a lot of that now, I've but I'm using, now reading the room. <laughs> I've been using the old card like that, like crazy. I, we were out with friends last night, uh, a fellow I work with, and of course, you know, that, that, 
that means people he knows that I don't know. Sure. And for my wife, it, it means she knows no, nobody. And uh, we're over there, and I'm trying to do introductions, and I kept forgetting people's names. And my wife's like, and I, and I finally just went to it. I said, they're together. I can't remember their names. And my wife's like, really? That's that's what you're going to do? And I looked at her. I said, there's enough gray in this beard that I can now <laughs> just, just do what I want to. I can, <laughs> I, I can ask later what their name is if I want to. It doesn't matter because right. they know I'm old. They're going to assume the short-term memory is not there. And I had the table laughing at me. Right. But, you know, and I, I, I get that with your dad, though, because at my granddad's funeral, my granddad was a prankster. Right. He wanted to have a good time and laugh. He didn't care where he was. He wanted to have a good time, and he wanted to laugh. So, this is funny. My phone never lights up just from okay. from speaking. <gasps> Your phone Great. did a Google search. My phone did a Google search. Your phone did a Google search. On its own that I didn't... Great, and it propped up. It here's what I found on the internet: fifteen signs of a toxic relationship. <laughs> Relationships can start healthy, bad feelings, bad history. Oh, it disappeared. I can't read the whole thing. Oh my, my phone never does that, and I never touched it. I didn't know that I had activated any of that stuff on my phone. How about that kudos? was hilarious? Right in the middle of that, <laughs> the phone's doing better jokes than I am. Not only is the phone doing better jokes than you are, the phone just did a better Google search than you did. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, great. I need a new phone again. <laughs> anyway, that was that was awesome. Because <laughs> my phone just lights up, and I've got the volume cut off. I know. Well, you've got the ring, well, got the ring cut volume off. cut off. But anyway. Big Brother still hears everything you're doing. Which, by the way, y'all go ahead and write me my check. I know. I know you're taking my money. Just write me my check. <laughs> Anyway, back to my phone will stay, my phone will leave me alone for a little oh, while. Oh, thank you for justifying the title, Kenny's phone. Yeah, there you go. Well, I was leaning toward you know vomit and funerals, but anyway. <laughs> I mean, amazing. we started it out with a decent conversation, went to food, then it got snotty from there. It did. But, it did. But no, seriously, at, at my granddad's uh, visitation, um, not at the funeral, but at the visitation. Sure. We're, and I start, we were telling his jokes. And somebody comes over that I don't know. Don't y'all think y'all ought to keep it down a little bit? Oh, and me being I'm a, who I'm I am, and I was a whopping 24 when he died. So me being who I am, I just turned and went, no. <laughs> if he was here, he'd be telling this joke. And if you knew him, you'd know that. Well, now I've offended a family friend. That I didn't know was a family friend. I and mean, not your like, friend, though. Right. It's like, and, and next thing you know, I've got a cousin coming over going, what'd you say to so-and-so? I, I, I'm over here. Will you leave me alone? I'm over here telling one of Grandpa's jokes. Right. You know, it's me, my cousins, and and we're, and we're and everybody's just like harshly looking at us. And, you know, going to school me on it's a somber moment. And you're supposed to be, okay, I've been with that man that's in the coffin to funerals. I don't think he knows what somber means until the preacher says, let's pray. Right. No, I because get it. Because he's going to be, he'd be the one sitting next to your dad because he knows your dad's going to cut up and carry him. And see, I'm going to be the one that wants to be behind your dad. And I'm going to be back here snickering because I can hear him and I'm listening on purpose. Because there's there's this moment, it's, it's right. before the funeral, there's this moment before everything starts at visitation. There's this law. Right. And, you know, we, we were talking about that before. Dead air. Yes, it's just yes. The, the awkward silence is horrible, and that's and that's where the most debauchery happens because there's yes. that one person in the room that goes, "Well, 
Yeah. This is not pleasant. Let's make it fun. And then it's on we go. So just to add a bit more context to this, because I apparently am the glutton for punishment, I guess because th- this show pairing is exactly the same thing. Still don't know how I did a Google search. I, stop it. <laughs> so we're we're at we go back to this Look, a squirrel. Anyway, <laughs> we're back at this funeral. So my wife and my dad, my dad calls her his favorite daughter-in-law. To which she goes, "I'm your only." And he goes, "So you're there by proxy. Congratulations." I mean, it's just it's that kind of moment. So she won't sit next to him. Because it's just, you know, that old fun rivalry. I'm not talking to you. But he goes, good, I don't care. And then at the, at the end of the night, he gives her a big old hug. And she's like, oh, God. He goes, I don't want to do it either. It's, it's some sort of requirement by family. And it's that kind of, you have a person that you have that relationship with. I know you do. We all do have that, that sort of rapport. So my sister and her husband, who is very soft-spoken until you get him in the right situation or drunk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he says that with a footnote. They are sitting, <laughs> As I'm sitting over here thinking, you know, I, I had one or two last night. My buddy's girl made my buddy's girlfriend give me a hug before she could leave. Wait a minute. Was that creeper or was that that person that you're just talking about? It's, <laughs> we'll find out next time I see them in public when she goes the other way. <laughs> like, <running> ne- screaming. <laughs> ne- next to them is my mother. And then my wife. Well, at any sort of funeral home, you do not have full-scale, three-by-three, full-length church pews. The pew in the middle is for all the party people, and then you got the little side, the outlet (laughs) folks, who get to sit on a toolbox. So there's not enough room for two more people. So we fill the row up. I'm next, and I go, I'm not sitting in that sardine can. The entire left side is empty. The family's going to be six rows ahead of us. And so they're they're fine. We're good. They're going to come out that door, sit right there, and we're fine. So I go up a row because we're near the end of the, the stragglers of folks coming in. So I'm like, well, we got all day. So I go to the next row. My father comes and sits next to me. So we, I have my brother-in-law off my left shoulder, who, again, is quiet until the moment hits. Me. Or drunk. Or drunk. <laughs> And then my father, who is in front of my mother and my wife, who, again, the two of them have their little back and forth. So we're having this conversation. He makes this joke, and my wife reaches up, smacks him on the shoulder. And he looks at me, and he goes, you need to check your wife. And I'm like, I have zero control. My mother goes, smack, neither do I. So she smacks him on the shoulder, and he goes, you need to check your mother. And it's at this moment, my sister's like, my God. And I said, well, you might want to read the room. And he goes, there's nothing happening. And that was the moment from over my left shoulder. I hear my brother-in-law go. (laughs) (laughs) And he immediately covers his face. I hear the elbow from my sister catch him in the ribs. So now it is on. He's like, We are five. There is a countdown somewhere, and we don't know it, but it's coming anyway. This thing's about to start. The music's playing, and I'm like, so I hear, again, laughter's contagious. Situational laughter's contagious, and you can't tell me you sat in a classroom somewhere at some point, and somebody snickered, and you went, 
and you chased because you now now you got the giggles and it's a problem. Started right here with this quiet son of a bitch, and it's hit the person that it shouldn't have come from at all, and now it's bled over to me, but the old man heard it, so he knows he's got his goat, and getting his goat in public is not easy. So guess what? That is gasoline. That is gasoline on an open flame, and now I can't handle it. My dad starts to chuckle. The door opens and the family walks in and three of us are going (laughs) and I'm like, now, I get it in check. I have thankfully gotten it in check. My wife and my mother are both red-faced and embarrassed. When it's over, the the lady who is my mom's best friend, it was her mother, we all come out. They're getting ready to go to Graveside. We're not going all that trouble. We're, we're there for that. So she makes it a point to come over. And she looks right at my father and goes, which one of you started it? <laughs> <laughs> now, she's not mad. She's not mad. She just wants to know what she missed. That's, that would be me. Which one of you started it? And he said, he said, and my dad, in the ultimate... Hit, I'm Switzerland. That's his answer to everything. I'm Switzerland. He will stir the pot like a master chef and then go, what me? I'm Switzerland. So the it turns to me. And I go, he busted out laughing. He starts snickering and he was over my left shoulder. She looks at him, the quiet one of the group, and goes, you don't honestly expect me to believe that. And my my sister is like, oh, it was. And because it was him, the quiet one, free pass. <laughs> and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Are you serious? How is he going to free pass? See, I would have been I would have been the family member of the deceased sitting over there looking at y'all like, you're sound- assholes. I, I want to know what's going on. I would have I would have come over. <laughs> so how are y'all? <laughs> <You're right. laughs> What's the funny? So tell me what's going on, please. Right. And it was over something stupid. I don't even it's remember what it was. It's always over something stupid. I don't even remember what it was. It doesn't take much. It wasn't I mean, anything related any, to them. Anytime you're in this serious, everybody's got to be quiet and behave moment, there is always, there is always, you know, it's the, the rumble of a couch cushion will do it. You know, yes. it's, it, it doesn't take much no. at all. In the right circumstance, it, and, it does and not. Like, and for some strange reason, farts are hilarious. And if if the room is completely quiet, and there's always that one, and I'm going to be that old man, I know I am, there's always <laughs> that one old man that just can't hold it. <laughs> so you're sitting there, and you it's it's all quiet. And you, you know, and it's like... <laughs> and it, you can't, and that's the thing. You you could you could have that moment speak of that bodily function in particular. You could there's so much noise in the room and you're like, yeah, this is gonna be good. So that you ease up oh, that's just enough. Everybody's gonna be quiet. It's, it's like flipping this light switch right here. Yes, everything's gonna cut off right at that moment. The world it, it goes always happens, silent. It, it always happens to me when I've got some off-color something that I'm going to say. <laughs> I am not only a smart-ass, but I am a perverted smart-ass. Well, again, this is not breaking news. I'm going to have something that I want to mumble, and everybody's going to be quiet <laughs> and hear it. It's like, but that's, you know... But see, I, I, maybe we should be a little bit more lighthearted in that situation than what we are. 
Oh, I, I try to be I, respectful I of everybody's all grieving. the time that you know throw a party because I I try to enjoy life. I have my moments. I do have bad days. I get grumpy just like everybody else. Sure, but I try so hard. Like last night, all I wanted to do was have a good time, and I had a blast. And I, you know, having a blast doing this, I try so hard to enjoy as much as I can enjoy. Absolutely. So it's like, don't, don't do this. Don't, don't do this whole, do a graveside, you know, say the prayer, put me in the ground and be done with it and go tap a keg. Right. You know, play some loud music. And I, I got to do that as a, as a party DJ. And I'm not even going to say, yeah, I DJed a funeral. I'm not even going to call it awkward. It, when the, when I got asked to do it. Initially, it was. You want me to what? Wait a minute. I have I, before you get, before you go there. I, so we acknowledge you've DJed the funeral. Yes. How awkward was the Cupid Shuffle? We didn't get that far. <laughs> that didn't get the response. We didn't I hoped get. For. We did, I was thinking well, the no, angels joke, and I think it was because. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I had to You're get him so there. Damn fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, that's the one that goes too far. Cupid <laughs> shuffle their funerals. The moment we we breach Kenny's sense of sense of of uh, sensibility. Oh no! But I didn't get to play the Cupid shuffle. Anyway, what it was was a, a fellow just like myself liked to have a good time, sure. loved music, and they it was basically a memorial service. He was going to be cremated. It was a memorial service. They did it at our local VFW because he was a member and he liked to be there. Well, when they put it together. His family told the people that were putting it all together, he's going to want loud music. We want to have a good time. We're going to serve food. We're going to sit at tables. We're going to have a memorial service. And and we're going to have a great time. So I, I get a phone call. Will you do this? I, I, you want me to what? <laughs> so I did it. And the lady that put it together, she goes, I got a list of songs for you. I don't, seriously? You you know his favorites? Oh, his family's given me his favorites so that they can play. Oh, so good. So we get there, I get everything set up, and I put my microphones and stuff in front of the podium, did the whole thing like I was running sound for the whole gig, and then when it was over with, this man's next of kin, I think it was his daughter, she turns and she looks at me, she goes, we're done, crank it up. And we start, and we're talking a mix of rock and country, some dance stuff, but we didn't do any line dancers or anything. And they didn't want it like ear blasting, it's a birthday party, but they wanted the music there because every time they were in his house, music. There was music every playing. time he did anything, totally. music. And I, I had a blast. It was one of the best situations that I, that I got to DJ, actually, because they were there to have a good time celebrating this guy. Sure. And it's like now when I go to the funerals and you're in the church and you're sitting there with your hands in your lap and you got that necktie on that's choking you and you're looking around the room nope. like, nope. You know this this last time I was with this guy we were laughing and joking and cutting up and and carrying on. And yes, I have been to funerals where I have lost somebody I was really really close to, and couldn't keep it together, couldn't laugh if I tried, just couldn't keep it together. So yeah, I get it, but. I don't know. Maybe we go at it a little harsh. Again, I think I, I'm I'm with you in terms of there are extremes on both sides. There are people that live in the world of grief. But to be honest, if it's if it was oh, something I've been drastic for years, that there are people that are addicted to sympathy. Yes, 
Yes. Uh, there is some endorphin that the body releases when, when you, I wish when somebody you get would that do a study nice, on it. soft hug or whatever, and I get that. And I see, I don't like that. I, I I get it, and I appreciate it. Don't don't get me wrong, folks. When when something's going bad in my life, I appreciate the pat on the shoulder and, hey, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. I appreciate the prop and the let, let's get back up off the floor kind of, kind of situation. But in the situation of the funeral, I've now hugged 75 people. Right. Uh, some of them that I, I, I don't know. But they're there, and they reach, the, and they they open up. So you, you go, you grab, you, you you do the hug. Some of them I wanted to hug, but I just don't, right. I don't do well with the whole sympathy thing. Yes, it's a horrible, horrible thing. Uh, and I, I got in trouble at my dad's funeral because somebody I, I was close I to from from church come up, hugged me, and how are you doing? And I answered honestly. I didn't do the whole oh I'm okay. Treated him like a greeter, the whole, didn't you? I didn't do the whole, yeah, I treated him like the greeter. I didn't do the whole, he's in a better place. I looked this woman dead square in her face, and I told her, I said, I am hanging on by a thread, and I cannot wait for this event to be over. Right. Well, somebody overheard me, and when the event was over, another event took place. It was Kenny's ass chewing, for being honest. And it's like, and I'm, I'm standing there telling the person that's, that's letting me have it, I'm like, they're a close friend. It's a person, someone friend. who would genuinely I've known appreciate this person for years. I go to church with this person. They already know I'm hanging on by a thread. They don't want me to smile and say I'm okay. Right. They want to hear that I am almost there. They want to hear that that now is the time to take me to go get ice cream if that's what you're going to do. They that's what they wanted to know. Food trucks at funerals. <laughs> yeah, that, food trucks at funerals. <laughs> okay. We're darling. We're planning my funeral. <laughs> you need to get a barbecue truck. But anyway, yeah, I just, no, I, can see, I hear I you. I can see that as an event. This one thing, this 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 whole pandemic situation has brought about, uh, at least for for our family, friends, people I've been dealing with, more gravesides and less visitations and less getting all dr- gussied up and going in the church, a more relaxed environment. It was really really nice to to be able to just put on the polo instead of feeling like I had to break out the coat and the tie. Right now, I was a pallbearer at one, so yes, etiquette dis- dictates you put on the coat and the tie. But it, at these graveside funerals, you're, you're rolling in in nice clothes, not necessarily dressed to the nines. And it's it's a good 15, 20 minute thing. If the weather's nice, you're, you're not minding it. If the weather's not so nice, at least the cemeteries around here, they have a place for you to go to where you can be inside. Um, it's called a mausoleum, but anyway, I'm enjoying these shorter, go to the cemetery, gather under the tent, take care of the last rites, couple of little sweet stories, hug everybody at your leisure on the way out and leave over, over this whole go into the church, sit and wait and wait and wait and wait and wait, do a 30 minute service and then processional to the graveside. And I mean, it's just like, right. It, no, I hear you. They get longer. They, they funerals had gotten to be long, uh, in my book anyway. And I'm I am prone to choose what I'm going to do. If I go to visitation, more than likely you're not going to see me at the funeral, depending on the person. If of it's course, a, if it's a close relative, then I I'm, I feel compelled to go in to, it to win to, it to go to everything. Yeah. Um. But and something else that I've learned is you don't necessarily have to go to the house. Uh. And I I've been making I'll, I'll make a phone call. To a family member, hey, y'all, you guys need anything? Well, 
Okay, if you don't if you don't really need anything, I'm I'm gonna stay home. Just want to check in with you. Not gonna come get in your personal space. Right. Uh, and it's people know me that when I call and ask that question, that's, that's not an icebreaker with me. I am genuinely if sure. you need paper plates, toilet paper, or another bucket of chicken, I'm on my way to the store right now. You need that, and, and the the right people will know. Uh, because I've made that phone call before. Hey, you need anything? We are out of trash bags. All right, I'll be right over. Right. And I'll bring trash bags. Probably a box of donuts, too, but I'll bring trash bags. Because I, I don't, first of all, don't I don't want to bring another bucket of chicken to, to go with the other 30 buckets of chicken that you have. Uh, and I found out uh, Italians usually do spaghetti or lasagna. But anyway, you know, Southerners, mm-hmm. we do chicken. And by the way, people, chicken is quick and easy. You can go through the drive-thru and get a bucket. A bucket feeds five or six people eight people i don't know you know and it's quick and easy depends on the people but i'm one that i'm gonna bring paper products because you always manage to run out of toilet paper because now you have five million people peeing in your house pooping (laughs) in your house and all that stuff happens and you know then you're gonna have that one kid that you know has to use half the roll of toilet paper but you're gonna run out of trash bags because you get 10 times the trash i also not living in the city limits of, of our fine city. We got to haul it all. I have to haul my trash off. So right. a lot of times when I exit that situation, I take the trash and put yeah. it in my truck and I take it with me and we leave. Um, I try to do little things like that. Totally. There's a lot of people, and you know, people bring sodas. There's a lot of people that don't bring, don't drink sodas. I'll bring a case of water. Uh, I'm good for going by the drive-through of the chicken place and getting the tea instead of the chicken. Sure, because everybody loves that particular uh, facility's tea. But it, I, I'm trying to take it from a different approach. And sure, it all happened um, when my grandmother passed. My well, actually, my great grandmother, but uh, she was the close. She was closer. My mom was closer to to her than she was her, her mother, who had passed you know, decades before my great grandmother passed. Anyway. Um, my mom's closest friend knew that her brother was going to be coming up from out of town and knew that he had a large family. So she rolled in with breakfast. And I'm not talking biscuits from the biscuit place. She rolled in with bacon, a couple of dozen eggs, sausage, canned biscuits. She rolled in with everything necessary to cook breakfast for a horde of people that's going to be staying at my mom's house. Sure. And I watched that happen at 20-something years old, and I'm like, we go about this wrong. I'm no longer going to go about this wrong. I'm going to think ahead. So, you know, the, the first situation I was in in which I had to bring stuff, it was, you know, now I'm an adult and I have to go, that I did the same thing. I knew that that family was going to have relatives in from out of town. Went and bought everything needed for breakfast. Because you know what? Yesterday's chicken from the chicken place isn't all that good for breakfast. Not I'm for dis- everybody, okay. especially right. if you've already eaten six chicken legs. So if you roll in that night, if right your family, fridge, and you roll in that it. night, and you're eating the chicken, the next morning you don't necessarily want to eat a chicken sandwich. <laughs> Not me anyway. That's I'm just saying if I could get a if I could get a cold drumstick right out of the fridge, sign me up. See, I wouldn't if if I if I ate that the night before, I wouldn't want it the next day. Oh. And I'm not saying I wouldn't eat it the day after that, but I wouldn't necessarily want the chicken yeah, yeah, yeah. again the next no, I day. Hear you. But I, I did the same thing. And then I learned, because I made the phone call before I went one time, wait, they are eating, they're, you know, they're going through trash bags like crazy. They, they, You know, you get in there and there's four tons of food, nothing to eat it on, nothing to eat it with. 
So, you know, here's these people having, they're over there at the sink washing dishes as hard as they can because people keep getting a fork for the potato salad. And it's like, okay, so I, I revamped. I take paper products. Cutlery, I, plastic cutlery. Yeah. I always call first, especially if it's if, if I'm close friends with the family. I'm going to call because they know when they when they get that phone call from me that they can give me a grocery list. Right. And I will go shopping. I mean, when my uh, when my aunt passed, I called my my cousin because she was right in the middle of all of this, and I'm like, hey, I want to come visit, but I don't want to come visit while there's a hundred people there. Do you need anything? And she's like, I could really use some coffee. We're out. All right, I will go get some coffee. Would you like some donuts? She says, you know what? I'd love some donuts. Okay, anything else you need? And she asked her husband, is there anything else we need? And he shouted, whatever. And I'm writing a list. Right. And I go to the grocery store, and I buy, and I go in. And her husband looks me dead square in the face. He goes, I wish everybody would call first. He goes, I got more food. And it's it, and it's the same thing every time. He goes, I got more of this than anything else. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. People are not coming over here and eating. And I'm no, like, they, you that, know, we've I got a homeless shelter, thing. dude. Pack it up and take it there. I think that's one of the, the common misconceptions is when people bring food, they they bring food, but they don't ever stay and eat, which is fine. I, I understand that. You want to look after the family. But if enough people are bringing food, I need somebody to sit and eat with me. Yeah. I, well, somebody got to sit and eat with and me. I, I think the concept started with you've got people coming in from out of town. Not you've got a house full of people and you have to right. entertain. But you've got people that you got family coming in. you got family that maybe are making a day trip. Right. And they're they're going to be hungry. But And you always end up with, at least down here, you always end up with five buckets of chicken. Uh, and there's always, and I'm, I'm actually, I don't mind cold macaroni and cheese. So, But you always, you, you, you get the common sides and you, you end up carving up. There's not a lot of people that bring veggies. And then there's not a lot of people that bring they don't anything last. outside of of the, the, the main protein. You get a lot of desserts because people oh, are going to snack. Yeah. Now, we lucked up. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to, I shouldn't say lucked up. The situation re, revolving around my dad's funeral gave us an opportunity to dump the food all at one time and i say it like that um my preacher her husband died tragically the morning of my dad's funeral uh it was a it was a massive heart attack it was a sudden thing and of course we find out after the funeral you know we've got people from the church at my dad's funeral and i didn't see the preacher and I had talked to her husband at the visitation. Right. I did not see the preacher. And you know what, people? When you don't see your preacher at something like that, you you don't get offended. You Not if you're me anyway, because my first thought when I didn't see her was something else has happened. Right. She's had to go visit somebody. She's got a large she's, flock. She's got something else going on. And I see other representatives that worked at the church, and I'm like, yeah, okay, she's made a phone call, so it's nothing major. Well, we come over, everybody's starting to disperse, and they actually tell me what's going on. And I'm like, whole, holy cow. Because that made us one of the last people he talked to. So, you know, you take that, you take that hit, you kind of swallow it down. And they're trying their best to do this without making a scene out of it. Of course. 
Because well, they don't want to take away from the moment. But now it's we, like, yeah, pack our stuff up. We got to go that's there. That's exactly what we did. Was as the last people were leaving my mom's house, my mom just turned around and says, "I don't know what to do with all this food." And I looked at her and I went, "Um, been waiting for a good time." So let me tell you. So I told her what was going on, and she immediately started packing stuff up, wrapping stuff up. She's like, "You reckon it'll be okay if I just send it?" Like, yeah, you know what? Fine. All of her family is out of town, mom. Yeah, so we and gotta, this happened we gotta look this after morning. Them. They've they've had to they had people come into the hospital before he took his last breath. Blah blah blah, and so I literally left my mom's with a trunk full of food, and went straight to my pastor's house. Looked her dead square in the face and get it. And and I told her, I said, I can't do this right now. It's too much. But you've got family on the way in. You've got family already here. And we just started un- box after box after box. Her family's now in tears because nobody had had a chance to go get any food. Right. They're hungry. They're you know they've been going. To, they were making a grocery list. And here I am just steadily piling it on. Sure. And one of her daughters is like, we're. Did y'all just go buy all of this? And and she answered for me. She says, his dad just died. The funeral was today. And I told her, I said, yes, and we're not going to let this go to waste. And then I had, I, at that point, it was like, I got to go, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, gotta, I yep. need to get out of here. But, yep. you know, it's like, but yeah, we, we and I, I shouldn't use the word lucked up, but we had a, an opportunity there, and we saw it and took it. Because you end up with five million leftovers. Right. And now, you know, the paper plates and stuff, you can stockpile those. Over time, you'll use those up. You know, same thing with the plastic cutlery. Over time, you'll use that up. And I don't, and, and people, this is not saying you shouldn't go buy food oh, or no, take no, no, food. No. Um, I'm just. We're not trying to change anybody's mind. We're not ideals. trying to change anybody's mind. We're just, you know, if you've never been on the receiving end of that. <laughs> it's something we've experienced. But I, I like to, that's why I like to call first and go, hey. What do you need? What do you actually need? Because if 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 you don't need anything, don't want to waste my money on something that's just going to sit around your house or go spoil or get thrown off my deck. Uh, right. But now, and I, I have one time <laughs> weird, actually, yeah, true. I have one time I've had somebody go, "Well, you make such a touch for me." Oh, absolutely. Be happy to because you know something that I cook that you like. Yeah, I will absolutely make that for you. Uh, I, I had a neighbor uh, one time, uh, her thing was she would cook an entire meal. She would cook an entire meal, the protein, the veggies, the whole nine yards. And uh, it, tragic death in the neighborhood uh, oh, over, 23, over 24 years ago. A uh, young man down the road drowned, and she she headed out to the grocery store. She's like, I'm going to the grocery store. Uh, we've got to do for so-and-so's family. And I just I looked at her, and I'm like, you need money? And she just sort of looked at me and I here's some cash, you know, let me chip in on this, let me help. And what we ended up doing was we did a meal that should have fed twenty people. Sure. So you bought and in bulk and we're good. Yeah. It it all went down the morning of the funeral so that it was there when the funeral was over with. And come to find out, a family member stayed behind and had everything hot when they got back home. So and that was a that was a pretty cool idea. So I I I kind of I I'm going about it different. I'm just looking at it differently before I get started. Great. This one's actually going from vomit to food to funerals. This is wonderful. Will you leave this alone? <laughs> I, I've already planned the title in my head for when I upload it. What's this is, funny is it just hit me. It's just like almost like the phone lit up a little while ago. But but anyway, that's and, and we've rambled on a long time about this, but it, that's something that not a lot of people talk about. There's no edit. You don't get taught how to handle this. 
No. You don't get taught how to be in that receiving line. You don't get you don't get taught how to deal with losing a person. You don't get taught how to deal with when your neighbor loses a person. I mean, you know, right. it's like I, I'm one of those. It's like, hey, if you, if you need the driveway, use the driveway. Well, we don't want to block you in. Okay, park in the yard then. I mean, what's right? I mean, it, yeah. It and it's small stuff that that people re- remember over any of it, and it's like. Like that said, meal I, will be remembered forever. Yeah, and it's like making making that phone call before you head over, and being serious about it. Don't ever look. If first of all, if you're coming to my house, don't call me and go, "Can I bring anything?" Because I'm going to tell you what to bring. Uh, I wouldn't have if, called if you. Yeah, well, that's you'd be surprised the number of people that are just doing it to be polite. It's you know, I, how does, and then uh, expect you to say no. How does Sheldon Cooper always put it? Social convention. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know, it's like that, no. I'll tell you if I invite you to my house, I'll tell you what what I want yeah. you to do. Yeah, because you know, if I'm if I'm serving food, a lot of times my 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 what do I need to bring? Whatever you're going to drink, and I don't mean that as you have to bring alcohol, but I don't keep sodas in my house either. Right. Uh, I have well water, which is absolutely phenomenal, in my opinion, to drink. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you prefer bottled water, you need to bring that with you. But I'm, I'm going to provide everything else. Right. No, I hear you. Uh, but, I don't know, it hits the title of the show, Random Ramblings. I think we covered a good bit. We did, actually. Um, we probably could have made this one, too, but... I'm not going to do the Can math. Can we do a moral of the story? Don't be a dick at a funeral. Never be a dick. Be Josh's dad. <laughs> Sit in a corner and laugh for no reason. And make people stare at you and wonder what your problem is. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't the whole room. No, wait a minute. It wasn't the whole room. It was just a, a couple of the holiest than thou. Oh, those. <laughs> but yeah. The ones down on the amen pew. For the record, they were being just as big a dicks. Uh, I, I I don't say I don't have a problem with it. I would have been the one in the room, probably giggling because your family was giggling, and, and very jealous, you know, not knowing what was going on, right? And being a part of it. <laughs> you just really hate isolation, don't you? Kinda, kinda not. I don't know. It just depends. You're not a people person. I'm not but a damn people it, person. I don't necessarily want to be in a room with five thousand people, but if you're over there laughing, I want to know what you're laughing about. I want to know what those five hundred are laughing at. <laughs> yes. I want to know. Going over there. Unless they're laughing at me, in which case I don't want to know. I'm, I'm self-deprecating enough of my humor. I don't care. If it's that good of a joke, sign me up. I tell people that all the time. You don't have to talk about me behind my back. Tell it to me, because if it's funny, I want to hear it. I can use it again. Yeah, no kidding. We're going to end this one? We might as well end this yeah, one. Yeah, that's fine. Don't be Whatever. A we'll talk at you another time. We'll do another one. i got to get the mouse on the stop button.